It's Wednesday, June 19th, 2019. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, today we are joined with Josh Moody, who is the manager of partnerships for our unadopted team. And Josh just recently returned from Uganda visiting Pastor Raphael Kajubi and our work there in Uganda. And so we want to talk a little bit more about that trip as well as unadopted, the orphan care ministry of Lifeline, how you can get involved. But we want to also invite you to know that this week you can get involved with Unadopted. Yes, on Friday, June 21st, we will have our second annual Giving Day. And this is a day that we have set aside to specifically raise funds for three parts of our ministry. We talked yesterday about our birth mother ministry, and $40,000 of our 100000 goal is going towards birth mother ministry. Uh, we also are raising $40,000 for our HOPE Adoption Fund, which helps underwrite the cost and expenses for families that are adopting. And today, specifically, we want to talk about that $20,000 that we are raising for our unadopted ministry. Now, obviously, $100,000 is not what it takes for all four of those sectors to operate, but we want to, this summer, give you an opportunity to get engaged by giving to some of these uh, important campaigns. So, again, Lifeline's second annual giving day is this coming Friday, June 21st. It's a 24-hour period focused on raising the necessary funds to continue gospel work for caring for vulnerable children and families. We're asking everyone to consider making a meaningful gift on June 21st to help us reach this $100,000 goal. Also, one last announcement before we talk more to Josh. Starting on July 3rd, our format for the Defender podcast will be changing. And so we will go to a weekly podcast. We will have one podcast that will land to you every Wednesday morning. And those podcasts will be mostly interviews. They will be a little bit longer than what you're accustomed to. And they will uh, be there on the Defender podcast app that you have continued to get through iTunes or Spotify or through whatever you listen to podcasts. We will still be doing our Monday morning Bible study and call to prayer. However, that will now be on a new uh, podcast. It will be the Defender Bible Study. And so make sure you look for the Defender Bible Study and go ahead and subscribe there so you don't miss our Monday morning uh, Bible study. So starting July 3rd, you will have one podcast that will come on this podcast, uh, the Defender Podcast. Well, with that, we are grateful again to, to have Josh Moody here. Josh is talking about his recent trip to Uganda, as well as our long-term work there in Uganda. So Josh, tell us, you just got back from this trip in Uganda with one of our church partners out of Columbus, Georgia. Tell us about the purpose of this trip and what happened during your time there. Yeah, so um, we were we were there last week uh, and 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 the week before really, and on this particular trip we took around eleven students uh, and we had four adults and um, had a couple of, of objectives uh, that we wanted to get done. One of the things that the that the students engaged in was was helping to paint mm-hmm. um, the the school there, the Busega Community School for the Deaf and Blind. Uh, that's one of our uh, our partners that Pastor Raphael kind of heads up, and and the school was really kind of um, in desperate need of painting, uh, and and we got these students together and and just kind of rallied them around that project, and they really did a good job with it. One of the things they did um, was to to be able to take the the students on a field trip, mm. and so these 
these students at the at the school for the deaf and blind were able to go to the Entebbe Zoo, and I think around 27 students and the staff were able to go to the zoo and just spend a day there, and and really uh, just an opportunity for for the the kids and the adults on the team to to engage these kids, uh, just to love on them, to serve them, um, and and allow them to to do something that they may not get another chance to do. Um, uh, another one of the things that uh, this team took part in and, and was something that, that I've never um, experienced before but really enjoyed it uh, was an opportunity to, <clears throat> to actually prayer walk um, the National Mosque in, in Kampala. Um, the mosque there, uh, it, it's, it's a lot of times called the Qaddafi Mosque because Muammar Qaddafi had it built. It was finished in 2003, and it's just a massive um, massive structure in the middle of downtown Kampala. Uh, we were told um, the the day that the day before the team the team arrived was the Muslim holiday Eidi, mm. which represents the end of Ramadan. And that day there were around thirty five thousand people uh, cramming into this mosque. And so these students got a chance to go and they do tours. Um, and so they were toured around, but the entire time. Uh, we just encourage them to pray. Yeah. Uh, just an opportunity uh, to to pray for every man and woman and child that would that would enter into the 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 uh, confines of that mosque and just pray for God to open their eyes to the truth of the gospel. And so um, it was it was a, a, an amazing time. The, the the team did a great job. Um, most importantly, I think they encouraged our partner on the ground, Pastor Raphael and his wife Alan and and their daughters. And um, that's that's one of the key things that we we want teams to do, uh, because obviously we're back here in the states now. We're back with our families. Um, they're still there serving uh, in, in a in a very difficult place. And so I, I think uh, I think these young people and this team did a did an amazing job uh, just serving this family and that ministry. So one of the neat things about this team from Cross Point Church in Columbus is this is a church that has continued to invest mm -hmm. with Unadopted and with King Jesus Church and with the Kajibis for several years. And uh, I believe this is the fifth time they've actually taken a, a, a team of youth to uh, to Kampala and specifically uh, to King Jesus Church. Talk about just the importance of those ongoing partnerships. Yeah, that, that's, that's really what... Um, unadopted desires to see happen we we want to partner the u.s church with the international church and uh, we're, we're not we're not even so much interested in a in a in a one and done type deal i mean we we want to see real relationships form and we we think that that's um that's the best way that a, a u.s church can engage a partner is to to invest heavily in a particular region um, for example, Cross Point Church, like you mentioned, uh, they've they've really um, kind of made this 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 Ugandan ministry uh, kind of a heartbeat of their international missions program, and and they send teams, uh, they send resources, they're constantly praying, encouraging, they're in, in in touch with with Pastor Raphael and his team on the ground there, and and we feel that that those long term relationships. Are, are the most effective way um, for the U.S. church to partner overseas. And so this trip was also special for you. So uh, just a little over a year ago, your family of eight was living in Uganda, mm -hmm. uh, you and your wife Kim and your six children. And so the Lord called you guys to go to Uganda. Talk a little bit about 
originally how the Lord called you there and how this trip was special because this was the first time you've been back since yeah. you left. Yeah, we. Um, so I, I, I graduated uh, from Auburn, War Eagle, uh, in 2001 and, and went to work in the mortgage industry. Um, and, and I was a loan officer at a mortgage company for 15 years. Um, during that time, and this is, this is a really long story that I will, uh, I'll, I'll abbreviate, um, around 2010, um, God called our family to adoption and, and we began to pursue, um, adoption. We had been, had been, um, introduced to some, some ministries and, and really the country of Uganda. Uh, and so we, we began to pursue adoption. Uh, we were a Lifeline alumni family, and so uh, Lifeline walked us through that process. And in 2011, um, we, we brought our, our two sons home. Uh, and, and really, I, I tell people all the time that, that through our adoption, we, we not only gained um, two amazing little boys, uh, which they're not so little anymore, um, but, but God also burdened our hearts for the people of Uganda. You, you don't go... Uh, to Uganda, and, and if anyone is listening to this and they've been to Uganda, you don't go there and, and, and not ever want to go back. Like, mm -hmm. like you go, and, and the people are so incredible. Um, it is one of the most beautiful places on earth. And so God just burdened our heart for the people of Uganda, which um, we just continued to pray about how he wanted to, to use us, whether it was full-time, whether it was you know, in, in some aspect. And so around 2013, 2014, uh, we felt um, God moving us in the direction of, of full-time missions and um, got introduced to a ministry uh, over there and, and uh, began to serve in 2016 um, in northern Uganda, just outside of Gulu, which is uh, roughly 60 miles or so south of the South Sudanese border. Um, and so we, we served there and, and, and loved uh, the people loved what we were doing, and um, about July of last year, like you said, we, we kind of felt God saying, okay, that season is over, and, and, and we transitioned back to the States here. So. Well, I know that part of living in Uganda is the Lord taught you the importance of overseas ministry, mm -hmm. and also to understand being in hard places, and the teams come, and the teams go, uh, but you're there long term. And so when we think of, of taking short-term trips, particularly through Unadopted, one of the things we want our teams to understand is their, their trip is that. It's short-term, and they're there to encourage those believers on the ground. So as many churches are, are looking at the summer and are going to go on short-term mission trips, and you've been there, what would you say that the Lord has taught you about how the church can most effectively serve our brothers and sisters around the world and those who have been called uh, around the world long term? Yeah, so um, I would say it, it, I, I had a conversation with, with, with an, uh, a missionary a few years ago, um, and he was serving um, in a very difficult place, and, and he told me that to, to, to them, to his family— and to their ministry, the most effective teams that they have are the ones that come and encourage them. Mm -hmm. And you, you hear that initially, and you go, well, you know, that, that even sounds kind of selfish, you know, come over and make me feel good. Mm -hmm. But, but when, you're, when you're on the ground um, and you're in the weeds, for lack of a better term, every single day, uh, if you have friends, if you have teammates come from the States that will pour into you and love you and serve your family well, that energizes you to continue to do your job every mm -hmm. single day. And, and, and 
uh, we, 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 we get the idea that, hey, these short-term teams, we're going to come over and we're going to evangelize and we're going we're gonna to start revival. And uh, I mean, God can do whatever he wants to, but, but typically that's not the case. Mm. Um, the, these teams come over and, and we encourage them, just like with this team last week, love our partners on the ground well, mm. serve them well, encourage them, build them up. And, and as we come back to the States, prayerfully to continue disciple making here they'll continue to do the same thing there just with a with a with a renewed strength and, and energy to continue what they're doing so obviously you guys as we said lived in uganda you were planted your life and your family there going back this last week for the first time you know probably obviously brought some emotion mm. uh brought some not just emotion from you being on the ground but i know from your kids and your family back home uh, who who dad's going back and we're not. Yeah. Uh, but also, what are some things that from the experience of living there and living cross-culturally that you think even helped you lead this team and encourage our partners in a way that, that maybe you wouldn't have before because of this experience of, of being and living in Uganda? Um, I, think, I think one of the, the things... Um, that, that you pick up on is is that as Americans um, we don't always know best mm. we we don't always know uh, the the best way to do mm. things we don't always know the most efficient way to do things um, I, I, I read a story one time and it, it, it kind of broke my heart about um, a young lady who was watching and I, I don't remember the country but she was on a short-term trip uh, and and she was watching these men building something they would they would load the material into a wheelbarrow. They'd wheel it over five yards and dump it right back out. She was on a video making fun of these guys for doing that, talking about what a you know stupid thing they were doing and all this stuff. Come to find out, they were using it as a way of measurement. They mm -hmm. didn't have any other way to measure their material, so that was the way they were measuring it. But but I think um, serving full time and, and living uh, it, it it brings humility mm -hmm. because. Uh, you, you do have to realize that, that we don't always have the best way. Um, I'm not the most effective disciple maker in Uganda. Mm -hmm. uh, just like an, a, a Ugandan that came to America may not be the most effective mm -hmm. one here uh, because we don't understand every aspect of their culture. I can't relate to things they can relate to. So, so serving full-time really um, just gave me an attitude of, of, hey, just stop and listen to these guys and, mm -hmm. and, and let – equip them to do the job that God has given them to do. And that's, that's really kind of our goal uh, at Unadopted is to, to work with our partners and to come alongside them in, in, the, in the goal and the vision that God has placed on their hearts. And if we can help them with that, that's fantastic. That's what we want to do. But we don't want to take over it and say, this is the way you need to do it because, because that's, not, that's not always the best case. Amen. And, and with that, that's been our heartbeat in helping and walking alongside of and serving King Jesus Church there in Busega mm -hmm. is, is not that we wanted to come with a plan, not that we wanted to come with a strategy, but we wanted to walk alongside of them as brothers and sisters, encouraging them in the gospel and helping uh, them realize what the Lord had called them to do. And so uh, just help us understand in this long-term work with King Jesus you know, what is our long-term goal? How do we hope to accomplish that? And how do you think we're doing now? So uh, just kind of a funny story that Pastor Raphael likes to tell um, teams about when, when you and him first met. Um, 
somebody I think someone had introduced you if I'm not mistaken and 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 he he tells a story that initially he thought oh great another American guy that wants to come in and try to tell me what to do and try to tell me how and put up big lights and uh because he he had come from uh he kind of had a bad taste in his mouth from from previous experiences with with American ministries and um but he goes on to say that that uh that you and 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 unadopted and lifeline really desired to come alongside what god was already doing through king jesus church and through the school and so um that's that's what we want to do pastor Raphael has the basega community school for the deaf and blind um our 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 first primary top of the list obviously is to get the gospel to these kids Mm. um in in uganda uh, special needs, disabilities are often looked at as a curse and literally a curse. Like the, the family thinks the children and the family are cursed because they may have this. And so very, very few people are attempting to reach a deaf child, a blind child, a disabled child with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so you're, you're in essence talking about an unreached people group. And, and so our, our first goal, um, more than anything else that we can do, is to get the gospel to these kids. Um, the the curriculum that uh, that Pastor Raphael uses for the children is is a gospel centered, Bible based curriculum. Um, these kids are being taught Bible stories. They're being taught the gospel. Um, so that's that's our um, that's our primary goal. We want to see these kids. We want to see their families uh, become believers. There are several students at the school that are from Muslim families. Um, Busega community is heavily Muslim influenced. Uh, and so we've even experienced, because of what their kids are, are going through and because of what their kids are being taught, many of these Muslim families uh, are seeing the love of Christ displayed and they're wanting to know more um, about uh, the Christian faith. And so that's our primary goal. Uh, we want to equip these kids to, to be able to, to function. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, uh, a lot of these children, uh, some of them are not orphans. Um, but they are obviously vulnerable children, and so we want to, to equip them to, to be able to be productive citizens despite uh, their disability. And so they're, they're learning sign language. Pastor Raphael is, is kind of leading a, a, a push into the community to teach others uh, sign language so that they can communicate with others in their community. Um, they're being taught, obviously, first they're given an education. Um, they're being taught life skills. Uh, they're being taught job skills. We're in the process of, of working on developing an employment program so that, that when these older children graduate uh, from the life skills curriculum, uh, they can then have a job skill that they can fall back on and, and be able to provide for themselves and help their families. So uh, first and foremost is the gospel. We, we, we want to see these, these kids become followers of Jesus, um, but then we also want to equip them with necessary job and life skills to be able to flourish in their communities. Yeah, and, and a lot of what we see happening in Uganda from just a long-standing cultural belief as well as now this influence of, of the, the religion of Islam into these communities is just a devaluing of life mm-hmm. that, that isn't quote-unquote healthy and, and the truth of the matter is that's a spirit that's alive and well here in the United States of America as well and throughout the world. We, we are such a temporal people that look at the here and now as opposed to seeing the future. And that's the great thing of being able to partner with King Jesus Church and Pastor Raphael is that we are investing the kingdom of God yeah. into this community and into these children 
not because they are quote unquote healthy, but because they are made in the image of God right. and they are worthy of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so really with unadopted, we want to wrap our lives around children around the world that are aging out of orphanages, children with special needs who uh, in their country of origin may not have an opportunity unless there's intervention by indigenous believers, the local church, and others to show them the glorious gospel of Christ. Because really, that is a, a biblical ethic, that that we are not living this life from birth to death as if it's everything that there is, but that that is just a blip on the radar considered to eternity with our Father. And so we want to introduce these children aging out, children with special needs, children who are disenfranchised, to help them understand the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ by wrapping around indigenous believers like King Jesus Church and Pastor Raphael to come alongside, to mentor, to invest, and to show tangibly the love of Christ each and every day. And so there are ways that you can get involved today. One of those ways is, again, this Friday on June 21st, we have Giving Day, and we would ask that you would participate. We can't think of a better way to kick off the first day of summer than to join as our partners and friends who desire to see the glory of God displayed through adoption, family restoration, orphan care, and support for the body of Christ. Invest on this day. So to explore the areas where your gift can make the most difference on Giving Day, please right now, write this down, visit lifelinechild.org backslash giving day. That's lifelinechild.org backslash giving day. You can go ahead and give today. You can wait and give on Friday, or you can also look at the initiatives and know what we are raising money for that we can be able to impact the lives of children. And like we said, $20,000 of that $100,000 goal is going towards our unadopted program. And so, Josh, just in, in closing, as we are inviting people to give to unadopted $20,000, our $100,000 goal on this Friday, what are ways that believers and the church can come alongside of the work of unadopted and the work that's happening in Uganda? Um, well, I know this is probably the, uh, the the churchy answer, but obviously we want you to pray. Um, we, we want you to pray for our partners. Uh, Pastor Raphael Kajubi and his wife, Alan, are, are, are serving um, so faithfully in a very difficult area. So we'd ask that you pray for them in King Jesus Church and the students at Busega Community School for the Deaf and Blind. Um, get involved. Go with us. Uh, you, can go, you can go to our website. We are actually going back to Uganda to visit... Uh, again in September, and and so I would encourage you to take a look at our website and 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 go and and see for yourself what God is doing uh, overseas, and 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 see for yourself what God is doing in the Busega community of Uganda. Uh, we have the 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 unadopted uh, run for one coming up in August, and and that's a uh, that's a great way to to not only be a part uh, of of what God is doing in in our fundraising and things like that, but but also learn more. I mean the. The run has all sorts of opportunities to learn more about what what unadopted is doing, not only in Uganda, uh, but all over the world. And so there there are there are all kinds of ways uh, that that we'd love to to plug you in to to what the Lord is doing. Yeah, and so again, like Josh mentioned, on August twenty fourth of this year, you can run for children all over the world who may never be adopted. And so this is Lifeline's eighth annual Run for One 5K and Fun Run. Uh, like Josh says, it supports our unadopted ministry as we seek to holistically care for children and their physical, emotional, spiritual, and social needs. 
We have seven physical run locations throughout the U.S., but you literally can run wherever you are so that we will have people that will start the run in China, uh, that will run in India and throughout Eastern Europe, and you can even run in Busega, Uganda. And so if you want to learn more about the Run for One or go ahead and sign up for the Run Where You Are or one of our seven physical locations, visit Run for One the number 5k.org. Again, that's run for one, the number 5k.org. And you can get more information or register there. And again, don't forget that this Friday, June 21st, we will have our second annual giving day where we are seeking to raise $100,000 for the Ministry of Lifeline. It is critical during these summer months that we are able to raise this money to continue the important initiatives and work that the Lord has before us. Again, visit lifelinechild.org back slash giving day to learn more about giving day. Well, we thank you for Josh Moody joining us today, and hopefully you have learned more ways of, of how you can get engaged with Unadopted, how you can get engaged with Lifeline, and hear of the work that's happening. If your church would like to partner more with Unadopted or, or be one of these church partners that's continuously going to a location around the world to encourage and equip the body of Christ to care and manifest the gospel to vulnerable children, call us today. Get in touch with us today because we want to get you engaged. Well, thanks for listening to the Defend podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at LifelineChild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel to you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.